Do you think my child might have dyslexia is one of the most common questions I receive from a parent who is seeking help for a struggling reader. What should you be looking out for and what are your next steps if you have concerns? Hey, I'm Sarah. I'm a teacher turned online educator who is on a mission to help children in the early stages of learning by helping empower those who are helping them out at home. I'm here to celebrate your unique child, encourage experiences to make memories and support your child's learning for their future. After guiding many children with reading online as a reading tutor, I have become immersed in creating a way for learners to be supported way beyond their learning sessions. It is my goal to remove the mystery of supporting your child with early learning with a special focus on reading. I believe that anyone who is willing to support their child with reading and learning should have the tools to make it happen. Welcome to the Your Learning Village podcast. I had a little girl a few years ago. Her mum had contacted me for support with reading when I was tutoring one-to-one. And her first question was... I think she has dyslexia. People keep saying that she might have dyslexia. I'm not quite sure what to do. Are you able to tell me if she does? This little girl was home educated and was looking to go back to school, but they weren't quite sure their feelings on this. So she wanted me to work with her and she wanted to start the process of looking into dyslexia. Now, what I will say, I, as a reading tutor and as a primary school teacher, and even if I was a Senko, I'm not qualified to give a formal diagnosis of dyslexia. I can give indications of the things that you can possibly look out for and things that have worked with children that I have worked with, which do have formal diagnosis of dyslexia. But this is just a little disclaimer. All of the information in this podcast is not coming from me being someone who is able to formally diagnose dyslexia. Just thought I'd get that a little bit out of the way. It's the same with most of the information on this podcast. You still would need to seek individual advice, but I know it is really useful to have a starting point, to know what you're talking about, what you're looking at, because it can be a bit of a minefield to start looking at how, particularly if your child looks like they are struggling with reading, knowing where to start. So I hope this is more of an information piece rather than formal diagnosis. I hope that the information that I'm going to share with you will help to take away some of the concerns, but also know what direction you can go in if you have got concerns and where your next step should be. Also, the aims of this podcast is also that you get the information quickly, because I know that family life is very busy, and when you have concerns, you can go down a big rabbit hole of research and it can be time consuming so this is why I pop this in this medium so that you can listen on the go when you're doing other things and I just hope that it's useful to someone somewhere. (laughs) Anyway let's get on with what we should be looking for and how you can help your child if you have got concerns for dyslexia. At the early stages some of the things to be looking out for are they struggling with blending are they struggling remembering letter sounds and a big area that if they are being assessed for dyslexia that will be usually looked at is whether they can actually do rhyming and whether they can do phoneme substitution so if they had the word cat can they change the k to a h to make hat and focusing on these phonological skills so the things that are going on in their heads is particularly at the early stages is indicated that there might be concerns with dyslexia also though this is where it becomes difficult because if they are at the very early stages these are also things that any reader struggles with at the early stages when they get a little bit older so they're 
becoming six, seven and still struggling with being able to rhyme words, being able to substitute just simple CVC words. So as I said, cat, can you change the k to a h to make hat? If they are struggling with that could be an indicator that they need to go through the next stages to identify if it is dyslexia, if it's going to be a concern for them. I find rhyming interesting because I remember when I was in the classroom and it used to come up on the assessment criteria and I kept thinking, why do the children need to rhyme? And we, we talked about it quite a bit and I think actually because looking far more in depth as a reading tutor, I have become so much more immersed in knowing why it's so important. It is like I talked about it before for logical awareness and that almost the reading with the lights off so the reading that's going on in your head and I have seen myself with children who maybe have got concerns that we they might have dyslexia but are just our struggling readers in general that going back through and doing phonological work so different activities to help them with that it's amazing how that can help rewire what's going on if they've missed things like that if they've missed a lot of the groundwork for whatever reason quite often if children are ill when they are at the nursery age so like two three four that missing out on lots of nursery rhymes rhyming books that actually that can have an impact on their phonemic awareness and the phonological skills and then this is where it can be shown as a bit of a gap so to start with, work out with what it is that they are struggling with. If it is some of these skills that maybe that actually that it could be a dyslexia concern or it could be that they need to work on those skills first before going through for the to the next stages. If they are a bit older, something else that there might be a bit of concern is if they were trying to remember what they've read and then answer questions. So they have worked hard on their decoding, they're able to read words, but when they get to the end of a text, they have been working so hard on their decoding, and it's taken quite a while to do that, they then struggle to answer questions. Often it's because they have been reversing letters and things just aren't quite looking the same. The other thing we need to think about is, and to take caution with, is their age. So sometimes it is and you may have heard this, that you do need to wait a little bit. Now, though, I was a bit of a caution with this. Some people say that children will get there, you need to just give them time, they are their own unique child, and there could be some other things at play. So it might not be dyslexia, but it might be that there are speech and language things affecting their reading. It could be that there is something going on in their life which is impacting their learning in general. There could be a number of things and is their own unique child development that they actually work their way through it. But there's also an argument that leaving it too late, if you don't get the interventions in early, then it will have an impact on them as they grow. So it's a funny one, that one. In the UK, it's unlikely that you will be able to get a formal diagnosis before seven. And some of the reasons for that is because a lot of the things they're looking for out for dyslexia diagnoses are quite similar to the skills that we have for early readers. So it is just giving them a bit of time to say, well, actually, do we want to have that label of dyslexia or do we want to say, oh, actually, they're just being their own unique path? So think about that 
if your child is five and they are struggling to blend things, it's unlikely that they have dyslexia. It's just that they are, that's their stage, that's what they're working at. So having a think about how old is your child? Have they had time to absorb their phonics knowledge and had time to master it or is it actually becoming a difficulty this is a tricky topic and it does as with all learning challenges additional needs it's a spectrum so it's really hard to say okay so a blanket statement is okay so that child's doing that so that means that they have this it's lots of things come into play which is why it's a bit of a complicated area so if you are still thinking right okay i think they're struggling with some of the things we talked about i think that yes they're over the age where they've had time to absorb and complete their phonics skills i would like to now start on the process of getting a diagnosis i want to go further with this so the first step would actually be to have a screener before going to a full assessment so screeners, if your child is in school, you can contact the special needs coordinator and the first part of call quite often will be the class teacher who then will put you in contact with the special needs coordinator and they will arrange for a screener. Unfortunately, depending on the school and the local authority, it may take some time. It may be done in-house. It may have to be outsourced. And it may be that they have a limit on how many children they can have in a certain year. Also, there are, if you go to the website called Nessie, you can actually do a online one if you are struggling to get a screener done through school. Or if your child is home educated, you might like to go down this route and see for yourself. There is a screener on there. You do have to pay for it, I think last time I checked it was about £12 if you're in the UK so you can have that done there and it gives you an idea of okay there are concerns with this or they're not and I've done quite a few for that with children who we thought had concerns and we were struggling to get screeners done through schools and parents found it quite reassuring just to know that if they did need to take any more steps or actually it's something that's going to work itself out so once they've had the screener whether it be through the school or whether through a private way of doing it, depending on your situation, they then will be put forward for a full assessment. So this can be done privately, but the costs of this can range over £500 if you are in the UK. It again depends on the local authority, unfortunately, is a bit of a lottery as to what's available, but it can be done privately. If it's done through the school, as with the screener and even more so with the full assessment. There is a lot of funding issues around this and schools have a certain number of assessments they can do a year. It depends, it might be that you're in a school where there aren't many assessments taking place so you might be able to get on a list. It may be where you're in a school where there are lots of assessments being taken place and you might have to wait months or even years until you can get an assessment. And because of this, if your child is under seven, it's highly unlikely that the school will put them forward for assessment it is an unfortunate situation but that is just the way it works so that's how you if you want to move on to the next steps how you can think about getting to a diagnosis as i said i am not someone who can formally diagnose you can also go to the website patos so p-a-t-o-s and on there they have a lot of information about how you can get assessments done and for different areas of the UK so that's another good point to go to also the British Dyslexia Association have information on about how you can get 
assessments on there too. So some of the things we can do to help a child who either has you think has concerns with dyslexia or has a diagnosis with dyslexia is using picture hooks for words trying to associate a word with a picture if they're struggling to remember it particularly those words which you can't use your phonics for but are used regularly in everyday language such as the where those words that we use all the time but you can't send them out and it's really helpful for children for the automatic automaticity to know those as sight words using picture hooks in those words and repeating them will help the child to internalize them and be able to use them a fantastic app and i'll pop the link to this in the show notes a fantastic resource for this it's something called iwords and using the cards on those they have got great pictures to help children associate a picture with a word some of them I don't quite understand some of them, but most, <laughs> the vast majority of them are really good and you won't need to use all of them, but they are a lovely little resource if you are trying to help your child to remember words for if they are struggling to remember them. And if the f- picture hooks have been shown with children with dyslexia to really help them to have something to hook onto and to help them remember words. Another thing is repeated practice. So children with dyslexia are likely to need repeated practice of particularly phonics so that it is reinforced and it will take a little more time to get the hang of it. Systematic synthetic phonics which is actually the programs which are used across the UK is a standard phonics programs have been shown to help children with dyslexia the most but a word of caution with this because although your child might be going through a phonics program I do feel unfortunately It's not always done in its purest form, Um, depending on who is teaching it, where it's being taught, how big the groups are. If they're getting it repeated enough, can again, it can be a bit of a lottery. And also I found, again, if your child is having extra thought interventions, is making sure that, that that those interventions are happening and I know as a parent, you don't want to be keeping on and saying, oh, is my child getting this? Is my child getting this? But sometimes a little push might help to make sure that your child is getting the instruction and support that they need. There are some amazing educators out there, but sometimes systems and pressures do make it really difficult for educators to be the amazing achievements that they can. I hope you find that a little bit useful. If you have concerns that your child might be dyslexic and want to know the path to go down, if you'd like to hear more about this, drop me a message if you'd like me to try and get a guest expert on the podcast to talk about dyslexia in more depth, and I'll see what I can do for that. So let's just go through what we talked about today. One of the first things to think about with dyslexia is working out what is it they're actually struggling with, particularly if they're struggling with rhyming and name substitution. Issues with phonological skills are most commonly the things that we will be looking at for dyslexia concerns. Then a little caution with their age. So there is a bit of a debate whether they need to have interventions early on or whether they need to wait for their unique child development and there might be other things at play that you need to have a look at first before having dyslexia interventions. If you still have concerns is then moving on to getting 
a diagnosis. This will be firstly through a screener and then on to a formal diagnosis. And as we discussed, it can be a bit tricky to get hold of. And then if you have got a diagnosis or if you want to help your child because you have concerns, have a go at using picture hooks for words with repeated practice, particularly of thematic synthetic phonics and reinforcing that as much as you can. I hope you have a lovely day and happy reading.